Wolf, and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, I mean, I get asked this every week. I don't have a new answer. Uh, if I did, I would I would figure it out and get it right. But we obviously have to play better in this stadium. I thought the crowd was incredible tonight. Um, great energy. I thought our guys played with great energy. We just, like I said, didn't play a clean enough game. That is Cliff Kingsbury after the game. Corey Peters after the game. Quote, it's really baffling. End quote. Talking about the home versus road record of the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, it's Paulie Pencilneck slash Pigskin filling in for Luke Lipinski. Ron Wolfley over there. And news has just come in, Wolf, that might change everything. What's that, Paulie? I was just informed this is a four-hour show. <laughs> I thought this was a two-hour show. I thought yeah, I was no, taking Paulie. this up to lunch, and then I was taking like a three-martini lunch after this. Yeah, no? as a matter of fact, Polly, forget about your martinis. Yeah, one would do for you, I would imagine. Um, yeah, no, Paul, this is a four-hour four hour yeah. show. Just go ahead and saddle yourself in, Polly. Get your blankie and curl up right now, because right now we all understand the world is falling apart. You know, my grandfather, uh, Italian grandfather, used to make his own wine in his old barrels from the old country, okay? <laughs> He used to take his coffee, and he pours some of his homemade red wine in it. Yes. You know, it was Coffee Royal, he used to tell the kids. Coffee I Royal. I feel like doing that right now because I've got four hours straight ahead with Ron Wolfley, and we're coming off a loss, 30-23, to against the Rams at home. And, Wolf, I'm not sure it was that close. You're going to give me a lot of stats here this morning yeah. that say the Cardinals outplayed and outgained the L.A. Rams. <laughs> okay, I want to know, uh, can you make a justifiable case that they outplayed the L.A. Rams no, because Polly. the eyeball test says definitely not, and the scoreboard confirms that. Yeah, Polly, uh, once again, no, they, they got beat. They got beat, and they got to wear this, and they got to own it. They got beat. It's the only way you can ever get better is to acknowledge what is true, and what is true is they got beat. The Rams made plays when they absolutely had to make plays, and the Arizona Cardinals were not able to make those plays when they needed to make those plays. Now, listen, again, is it time to panic? Are you ready to panic, Polly? I know how quickly you scatter. I know it, Polly. I mean, you splatter easily from well, time to time. For the record, I'm not the postgame caller who allegedly <laughs> called in. I've had this confirmed by two people, Dave Pash, Craig Grillo, and our Jim Omohundro, make a three that a guy called in and said the Cardinals would be better off right here, right now, with Steve Wilkes as the head coach. So <laughs> just let it be known, I'm not that guy. That's called certified Boy, panic. You know what, right now, how, how low can you go? That is the question that I people again, and I love Steve Wilkes. I'm not trying to attack the man in any way, shape, or form as a coach. Uh, He struggled. There's no doubt. Listen, people, they want to look at last night's game, and of course, everybody has these aha moments. If A is true, so is B, right? That's what they want to say. If A is true, so is B, and that isn't always the case, Polly. There's no way. The, The truth about last night's game is the Rams protected their quarterback better than the Arizona Cardinals protected their quarterback. It came down to that. Going into that game, that is the one thought that I had. I'm not trying to say, oh, look at me. I made a prediction, but I could not help but continue to think that the team that protected its quarterback the best was going to win the game. And doggone it, if that 
if that was not the case from the very first play of the game where Aaron Donald was all in the face of Kyler Murray. It just started from the very beginning. Literally the very beginning. He put Max Garcia on skates to start the game. And and then conversely, why couldn't the Cardinals get to Matthew Stafford? It didn't seem like he was sacked three times in the game. It really exactly, didn't. Exactly, Paulie, you know, I know. And, and, and the fact they were without their starting center and their starting right tackle, you would have thought, you would have figured that the Arizona Cardinals could have gotten home more often, but as Corey Peters told us after the game, that wasn't the case. And look, it's undeniable. The Arizona Cardinals have now lost three in a row at home. Yes. And it goes beyond that. Think about this. If this is correct, I'm attributing this to Dave Pash, okay, because he said this at the end of the game. I'm not sure where he saw this, but the Cardinals on the road this year have two turnovers total all season on the road. Right. Five straight games without a turnover on the road. At home, in six home games, they have 11 turnovers. So it's the brand of ball they're playing at home. And here's Kyler Murray after the game asked about the question that's being asked all the time about the Cardinals struggling at home. Honestly, I I feel like we – you know, like I said, a couple couple plays here and there, but we we, we fought. We were right there uh, when we needed it, um, but we just didn't make those plays. Whenever you know those those big plays that we've we've been making, um, you know, if we make those plays, it's probably looking a little different. Uh, but like I said, hats off to them. Um, you know, they, they they got us tonight. And again, you can ask you can ask anyone you want. There's not a real viable answer. Nobody yeah. really knows exactly what's going on. At home, but it was the point yesterday where Cliff Kingsbury, after the game, had Gallus Humor said, "Yeah, maybe we should just lose out and go on the road for every playoff game." <laughs> Heck, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it last year, all the way to the Super Bowl title. Listen, I I don't want that to happen. I would love to see them continue to win out, of course, and still have a shot at that number one seed because I believe this is the National Football League, Polly. Anything can happen in this league. Anything. All you need to do is look around at some of the scores every week to determine that. Anything can happen. And even though it looks like the Packers right now are sitting in the catbird seat, and I would say yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're right there as well. Listen, everything is still in front of the Arizona Cardinals, and I love what Kyler Murray... Can I just make a comment about Kyler Murray, period? And I know that we've been talking about this, and I've been talking about it, Basinonians, with a lot of people that have seen Kyler Murray, a lot of people that have been around this organization for decades that actually thought that Kyler Murray sounded better than he has ever sounded as a franchise quarterback after this game last night. I have to tell you, the cut you just played right there, he told the truth, he he was very forthcoming, and yet at the same time, he was very professional, very franchise quarterback-esque. On the radio side, Corey Peters and Christian Kirk were excellent after the game, especially in light of the circumstances. And you know what? Corey Peters was in the trust tree as well when it came to the home record. Here's Corey. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really baffling. Um, it's definitely something that we've talked about um, in-house and trying to figure out you know, what the problem is, getting off to better starts at home and, and playing better at home overall. Um, and it's something that's continued to plague us, so we're going to have to continue to work to you know, be a better home football team. Because you didn't just lose the game, you lost control of the NFC. Yeah. If you would have won last night, you'd be a game ahead of the entire NFC. Yes. Right now, you're just a game ahead of the Rams in the division, and you're the number three seed overall 
in the conference. So it was costly in more ways than one. No doubt about it, Pelly, but this is what adversity is all about. This is It's hard to play in the National Football League. It's a difficult proposition to play in the NFL. It's hard to go out and win and beat teams at the clip of 10-2. and two. <laughs> It's hard to do that in this league. They lost a game. They've got to wear the fact that they lost this game. They have to wear the fact that they got outplayed in this game, that they couldn't protect Kyler the way that the Rams were able to protect Matthew Stafford. Coming into this game, stop and think about it. The Rams, number nine in sacks per attempt, top ten in getting after quarterbacks. And the Arizona Cardinals, what were, what were they? Number six defensively. Sacks per attempt, getting to quarterbacks. This game came down to what offensive line was going to protect their quarterback better than the other. And I think you can go back and look at Kyler Murray, and part of the reason why some of the throws were a little off, a little inaccurate, was because of the duress that he was under. (laughs) Absolutely. You know the play where he had to outrun Leonard Floyd? Next Gen Stats rated that at more than 18 miles per hour. And the stat was that that was the fastest speed achieved by a quarterback ever on a deep throw. On a deep completion, that was the fastest miles per hour ever. And I t- he are, are you talking about the A.J. Green reception? The A.J. Down- Green reception oh downfield where oh. Kyler, and let oh me tell you, goodness. he was racing directly at us on the sideline. And the athleticism at that moment of Kyler to outrun Leonard Floyd, arguably maybe the most athletic linebacker in the game. I know that's saying a lot, but he was moving. Kyler outraced him and completed a pass, a chunk throw down the field. I was going to say, don't bury it, Paul. The throw. Don't bury the throw. But again... It's in a home loss. And I actually haven't heard this. A.J. Green was asked this same question. You know, Chase, why didn't you guys play well at home? I don't know. We don't. I don't even look at it like that. Just we just take it each week at each week um, home away game. It's no different preparation for us. Just just the way the cards are falling right now. So I honestly thought going in last night that because this team responds well to a challenge that they would really overachieve when it came to to playing in prime time, the national spotlight, which they had not done against Green Bay, and playing well at home. And not only that, the Red Sea was out in force. Yeah, they brought it. There's no doubt. Hey, the Jerry Colangelo Classic returns to downtown Phoenix for a packed schedule this Friday and Saturday. Two-day showcase going to feature a variety of teams, including the Zags, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, USC, GCU, and more. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets. All right, coming up next. Which play stood out from the Cardinals' loss to the Rams? And we're going to take you through them all with Big Red Reacts here. Wolf and Luke Calvisi sitting in on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports. Hi, this is AJ Green, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. AJ admits that. He's in a place now here where he's feeling it again. Yep, three-step slant. Nice catch. Definitely going to be crazy. You know, a lot of people don't think AJ doesn't have it anymore, but he definitely does. He's fast. He can get in and out of his routes. He's been really impressive. I expect AJ to have a big year. You know, I'm glad he's on the team. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Um, I think we just didn't play a clean game. A lot of mistakes uh, offensively, defensively. Um, I know on defense we got plays that we repped in practice that we didn't execute on. Um, and so whenever you do that, you don't get the outcome that you want. So we'll get back to the drawing board and, and get it fixed. I think he meant by that. When Corey Peters, one of the team leaders, 
and one of the stalwarts along that defensive line, said there were a lot of plays we repped as a defense, and we didn't get a chance to execute them and or didn't do a good enough job of executing them. Is he talking about certain blitz packages? What exactly do you think he's referring to there? You know what, Polly? I really don't know. Your guess is as good as mine in this one right here. Um, for whatever reason, the Rams came out and must have done something a little bit different than what Vance Joseph or the Arizona Cardinal players thought they were going to do. Maybe they never got in the situation that they thought they were going to be and I have no idea the only thing I know is once again Matthew Stafford was the difference in this game I if you had to pick one player man Matthew Stafford played so well Paulie and maybe that's what Corey Peters is talking about to your point about third and obvious pass situations and blitz packages pressure packages maybe they couldn't use some of them that they had repped out all week long and maybe that's what Corey's referencing remember what Cliff Kingsbury told us to start the week on his TV show game plan he said you know what I know how competitive Sean McVay is. He probably started drawing up plays the night of week four after we beat him, and and it did. It looked like their offense was the most multiple offense on the field, did it not? It wasn't just Matthew Stafford. Three touchdown passes, zero picks, a passer rating of 139. It was some of those next-gen stats that said on passes thrown from outside the tackle box, he went four of four for over 100 yards and two of his touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was the other one where they said on play action passes, cool. he was 7 of 8 for a buck 29 through the air and a touchdown pass there as well. The play action pass right there. Unbelievable. Put him under center. Here comes the tackle zone. Either boot him out or just go ahead and take a seven-step drop and throw the ball. Play action was huge. Yeah, and the play calling, Sean McVay had it dialed in. And for all the plays, here we go. I I get to go ahead and refill my coffee right now, Wolf, (laughs) because we're going to go back through it. The big red reacts. Wolf and Luke, big red reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Boy, you're talking about fun to watch. Brought to you by Alaska Federal Credit Union. He takes the snap, and it's play action. Murray in trouble, and he falls down back at the 18-yard line as he was being chased by Aaron Donald. There is a penalty marker down at the 20. Kind of an awkward start, a seven-yard loss. Aaron Brewer had been out with a broken arm, the long snapper. He's back. His snap is good. The ball is down. The kick is up. It has plenty of leg, and the kick is good. Murray in shot. Shotgun, two receivers left. Murray takes the snap, three-step drop, looks over the middle, throws, and it's picked off on the goal line. It's intercepted by Jones, running it back to the 10, to the 20, to the 30, and up to the 33-yard line. Yeah, it would have been a touchdown. It was a touchdown. But, you know, great play. He's, he's you know, best you know one of the best football players in the league. Got his hands on it. Uh, interception. Third and goal on the two. Trips right, single receiver left. Shotgun formation for Stafford. Two minutes into the second quarter. Now Michelle leaves the backfield. Back to pass goes. Stafford throws over the middle. Caught Beckham. Touchdown. Snap to Kyler Murray. Straight drop back in trouble. Sack at the 11-yard line. Aaron Donald was back there. Kyler Murray just took a seat. This is a 55-yard try to extend the Rams' lead. Snap. Ball is down. The kick is up. And 
And the kick is good. Will they snap it? They do, and they run Connor up the middle. He's stuffed, but he breaks a tackle and gets into the end zone for a touchdown. James Connor continues to be one of the best free agent signings maybe ever for the Cardinals. Stafford backs up, throws far side, wide open Beckham. Caught at the 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. On third down and four, they get 40 yards, and Beckham was wide open. Having OBJ, I know he showed up a lot tonight. Um, but like I said, we just got to get back to the drawing board and, and get it fixed. Snap, spot, kick on the way, and it is good, and the Rams take the lead on a 35-yard field goal. One second left, snap, spot, the kick is up. It has the leg, and the kick is good. Matt Prater with a pair of 53-yarders. And we are tied at halftime. Bootleg to the left, off play action, fires a deep ball, got a receiver, middle of the field, in the end zone, it's caught for a touchdown, and it's Van Jefferson to give the Rams the lead. 52-yard pass. Yeah, I mean, they game plan too, and obviously, you know, they got great weapons and great coaching staff, so. Play action pass, Murray setting up, moving to his left, lobs it far side, it's picked off at the 30-yard line by Floyd. That's on me, He's, he made a great play too, but no, yeah. I'll take credit for that one. Stafford takes the snap, rolls to the right, throws right, and a diving play knocked away, or did Cup catch it? Cup caught it for a touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Fourth and two on the Rams 14. They spread it out with four receivers, two right, two left. Shotgun snap. Murray to throw, looks left, throws left. Hopkins juggled it, and then it's caught by Christian Kirk. And now they're saying incomplete. I mean, I, I like our chances, you know, fourth and two. We check analytics. We do all those things. I like the way that we were going. I, I like the call. Connor runs left. He's down to the five. He keeps the feet moving. James Connor is into the end zone for the touchdown. 33-yard field goal try. The kick is on the way, and the kick is good. That's a big one. Fourth down and two. Snap to Murray. Handoff. Connor up the middle. He gets hit low, and I don't think he got it. Just didn't work out. Got to give them credit. So I would do it 100 times out of 100 times in that situation. Snap to Murray. Drops straight back. In trouble. Has to step up. Takes off and drag down for a sack by Gaines at the 31. 49-yard field goal try. Snap. Ball down. Prater's kick is up, and the kick is good. Prater steps into it. Just kicks it straight ahead and the Rams jump on it, but they didn't get possession. The ball's free. They haven't ruled who has it yet. The Cardinals say they do. The Rams say that they have it. Who's got the ball? They're peeling people off of the pile as we speak with the ball at the 47-yard line of Arizona. No it's Cardinal ball. Cardinals have it. I was at optimism. I thought it was a tremendous effort by that group. Getting that ball, great kick, um, great recovery. Snap to Kyler, backing up in trouble, gets hit, gets out of there steps up still going now he's sacked back at the 25 and the game's over i mean we're frustrated we're disappointed but um we'll get back there you go cliff kingsbury after the loss at home 30 to 23 jordan phillips involved in two plays there number one should have been a face mask cardinals got lucky got away with one there was a sack didn't get lucky when jordan phillips and the rest of the defense didn't have much awareness when the ball 
was ruled a fumble. I know you were a little dubious on whether it withstood whether it would have withstood a replay review if it indeed was a turnover, but it was a moot point because Matthew Stafford jumped on the ball while the Cardinals are standing around celebrating. And you know what? I can tell you, maybe the biggest reaction from Big Red mm. Reacts on the sideline were the defensive coaches losing their mind because nobody covered up what they thought was a fumble. Yeah, Polly, there were a few plays that really stood out to me in regard to Big Red Reacts right there. Uh, the pick in the pass. The pick in the pass. The pass that was a fumble. The pick, of course, on the second possession for the Arizona Cardinals going down the field. Oh my goodness, they had a, a second and goal at the four-yard line, I believe, and suddenly it's a pick. A batted ball by whom? Aaron Donald. Oh, um, I mean, you know, just right there. Aaron Donald bats the ball. It figures. It gets picked off. That could have changed everything right there. The possession. It just could have changed everything. The fact that you had two possessions and you would add ten points on the board. As it was, that was a big turnover right there, and the Rams went down and scored. By the way, I asked Cliff Kingsbury after the game about that decision and Kyler Murray, and he said Kyler Murray made the right decision. And Kyler Murray said after the game, if not for the pass deflection by Aaron Donald, it would have been six. That it was yes. on the money and would have been there. Now, he threw a laser. It was tipped at the line. It would have been a tight window. Wouldn't have been the first time we've seen him fit it in there. Right. But it, that would have been close, no doubt. And then the pass, going back to Matthew Stafford right there. I, I, I don't know how that ball goes 15 yards in the air. And and comes down forward. It goes forward, and they call that a fumble. Uh, how is that possible, Paul, for that to be a fumble? Now, I will tell you the one thing that gives me pause. No, no Arizona Cardinal thought it was a fumble. They were all, yeah, they, you know, it was a forward pass. They hit his arm. Great play by Chandler Jones right there. No, they ruled that as a fumble. And Matthew Stafford was the one guy who went after it. And that's the one I'm talking about. None of the players realized it was a fumble. But I'm telling you, the assistant coaches on the sideline, all five or six of them on the defensive side, were screaming and jumping and yelling, get on that ball. And Stafford was the only one with the awareness to do so. I know. So that was just... Once again, how could that be a fumble? And yet the fact that they were all over that, it's it's really telling. So many more plays to talk about, Paulie. And by the way, I want to get into whether the Rams did exactly what Aaron Rodgers did, and that was target the rookie cornerback. Because two of those touchdown passes uh, indeed came his way. Hey, text us your thoughts on the game, the loss, the Cardinals situation to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. The FanDuel text line at 620-620. All right, Dave Pash, he's on deck. He's got. He's swinging two bats right now. He's in the on deck circle. He's going to stride into the box next. The voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Man, we've got questions. We'll see if Dave has <laughs> answers next. Wolf and Luke Calvisi sitting in a ninety-eight-seven FM Arizona Sports. Hi, this is Kyler Murray, and you're listening to ninety-eight-seven FM Arizona Sports Station. He's hot today, Chase. The thing's coming out clean today. I don't know what he did this offseason, but, you know, the ball's coming out with a lot more zip on it. I've always said I think we're just scratching the surface with what he can do as far as dynamic as a runner, tremendous thrower. He's a human highlight reel, man. The way the ball comes out his hand and how he spins it, man, is unbelievable. You're seeing super next-level stuff where he's fitting certain balls and certain crosses right into these, these tight windows that you wouldn't think is possible. Why are you walking? Why are you walking? Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the way you guys fought. I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, it was obviously we lost, 
Um, you know, everybody wanted to win. It's big, big night, big game for us. Um, but I'm not, I'm not discouraged by what happened tonight. That is Kyler Murray after the Monday night loss last night, second loss in prime time. And guys, if you combine those two games, he has zero touchdown passes in prime time and four interceptions. Mm. Now, I would say that stat is a little harsh, more harsh than really he deserves based on the caliber of his play and what we saw last night. And momentarily, we'll hear from Cliff Kingsbury and how he assessed Kyler's play. Was that because he threw for 383 (laughs) yards, Polly? And look, they outgained him, but they didn't outplay him. And they did not win. And the voice of the Cardinals joins us now. In fact, Dave Pash is going to join me here on this show, Dave, and holding Wolf accountable. You know, because you got the big bad wolf over there. Nobody ever tells him he's wrong or disagrees with any of his opinions. That doesn't happen nearly enough on these airwaves. So, boom, the two of us, we can combine, join forces, and hold Wolf accountable today. When you said hold him accountable, I was looking to see if there was like a buffet spread that we had to keep Wolf away from. That's what I thought you meant. That's a great point, actually. I was misinformed. I thought this was a two-hour show. I'd be free for lunch. It's a four-hour show, as it turns out. Breaking news. So, Wolf, I don't know what you have in mind to cater for lunch, but let us know. Dave might stick around. Yeah, don't worry about that, Paulie. Uh, you're going to be carrying Paul uh, very shortly, Dave. I just want you to know that. Well, thanks for having me yeah. on, fellas. All right, so Zach Allen, after the game, and I quote, we're 10-3. and three but we can't hide behind what we've done in the past. Uh, problem, not a problem. Uh, how serious, how do you diagnose things right here, right now? Dave Pash. Well, we said when they were 7-0 and that the Cardinals were going to go through this at some point, that they were going to have a bad game, maybe a series of bad games. And it's all about how you get through that and where are you on the other side of that. I mean, everybody's gone through that since 1972, with the exception of the Patriots, who had to go through it at the end of their season in the biggest game of the year in the Super Bowl. So Bob Greasy is the last quarterback to see a team go undefeated. Bob is in his late 70s. So think how long it's been since we've seen a team have a perfect season. So you knew this was coming at some point, and now we're here. We're here. We are in the thick of it, 3-3 three and three in the last six games. And this is a game Sunday. You know, I was just doing a podcast with Chris Spielman, and Chris, who's the special assistant to the owner, CEO, and president of the Detroit Lions, was talking about how many guys they have out, how long the COVID list is, yeah. how many young players are going to play. And I know they're not as talented as Green Bay or the Rams, but like ding, 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 I'm starting to hear bells go off about, okay, here we go, start, you know, you got a team that's forces are depleted. Does that impact the psyche of the Cardinals? I'm not saying it did yesterday. The Cardinals yeah. just had a bad game. Yeah. But it, the next four games, we're really going to learn about whether the Cardinals have grown and transformed into a championship team. You know what's so weird about what we saw yesterday, though, guys, to me at least, is the fact the Arizona Cardinals came out. They were ready to play this game. They were ready to yeah. play this game. Energy first, was good on the sideline. The first was. quarter was going to be so important, Paulie, and and that was something I picked up on. Something you pick, you were talking about in the broadcast that the energy down on the sideline was good. Now all of a sudden, was that going to translate to the Arizona Cardinals actually playing good in that first quarter? And guess what? They did. They came out ten play drive. They had the ball two possessions. And had 22 plays ripped off and had the opportunity to be up 10 nothing at that point in time of that game. 20, a 10-play drive and a 12-play drive. I, they were ready yeah. to play this game. And I thought the intensity was there for the most part. They just didn't play well when it mattered the most. 
two critical turnovers, Kyla Murray. Uh, if it wasn't for the Aaron Donald pass deflection, he said, Cliff Kingsbury said it was the right read. It would have been a touchdown. He then took the Leonard Floyd interception, put it on himself, said, quote, that's on me. Here's the head coach afterwards post-game radio when we asked him to assess Kyler's play. Uh, it's a, probably the proudest I've been of his effort since I've been here. I thought he battled his, his ass off um, the entire game. It was some adverse conditions. They got a great front, but he, he ran around, made plays, kept us in the game when he had to, um, when it was tough, and, and that's what this league's about. When he says battled his rear off, you found a stat last yeah. night, the Holy Cannoli stat, that really illustrates how much duress he was under. What was it, Aaron Donald, 15 pressures, the Cardinals yes. had 10 as a yes. team. But that comment... 15 quarterback 15 pressures by one quarterback player. Quarterback pressures, three sacks. Unbelievable. But that caught my attention when you did that interview with him and he said what he said because what it told me was this guy was under duress all game. And that's a concern. The offensive line, the, Justin Pugh, hopefully he's back this yes, week. Yes, But, man, to, to hear Cliff say that, like, that stood out to him. Like, hey, he played pretty well. He kind of kept us in the game. He fought through a lot of stuff. He didn't have a great game, but I wonder how much of that was. You know, this guy got hit a lot. He went down a lot. He was on the run a lot in this game, and that's – for the first time this season, I'm concerned about that. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. My only reasoning for that, David, is the fact that that's Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald is making a lot of guards in his career look pathetic for the most part. And I would say last night, there's no doubt, Max Garcia would be the first one to tell you he's got to do a better job. Uh, Sean Harlow would be the first guy to tell you as well he was getting beat and getting beat routinely to a point where suddenly this guy's got 15 pressures in a game. And it was from the very first play of the game. That was the thing I could not get over. Aaron Donald impacted this game. Listen, the pass rush of the Rams impacted this game. Kyler Murray under duress coming into the game. What was the one thought I had? I continue to say it, but I'm sorry. It's the truth. The team that protects its quarterback the best is going to win this game. I could not get that out of my mind. Matthew Stafford was operating in a clean pocket, and Kyler Murray was not. He was under duress, and in the end, that was really the difference in this game. Cardinals did not get to the quarterback enough, and they did not protect thy quarterback enough. Here's Kyla Murray, that first pick, and and you guys talked about it throughout the call on the impact that had on the entire tone and tenor of the game. Here's Kyler. Uh, I think that's a what if, you know. Obviously, we could say that, you know, probably, yeah, if we scored a touchdown, it would have been different. But uh, uh, if we do a lot of other things differently, it would have been different. But, um, yeah, he made a great play. Again, it's remarkable that the Cardinals on the road, 7-0, and Two turnovers. Five straight games without a turnover. At home, Dave, 11 turnovers. It just reinforces that there's a different team on the field at home versus on the road. And I still don't know, other than the turnovers, why that is. And the game did totally change. If the Cardinals score a touchdown there, it's 10 nothing. I do think the outcome is different. But here, here's the bottom line, guys. If the Cardinals don't get the one seed, it, it, it's, it used to be... I, you get a bye, you only have to play one game to go to the NFC Championship, and two teams got that. Now, yeah. it's one team that gets a bye. So if the Cardinals don't get a bye, whether they're the two seed, the four seed, even if they end up being the six seed and they don't win the division, if disaster strikes. And look, the Cardinals would have to, because they 
right now own the tiebreaker over the Rams with the division record, and they still have a one-game lead. A lot has to happen for them not to win the division. But even if they didn't, Tampa Bay was the wild-card team last year. They didn't win the NFC South. They had to go on the road. So if you don't get the number one seed, I don't know if it really matters because you only potentially get one or two more home games. Like I, The home road thing, I'm not a betting guy, yeah. but look at Vegas. They don't even give teams really much for home field advantage. Latitude yeah, for home field. I, well, I just don't think it look really at Tampa matters Bay, that what much. Tampa Bay did. Yeah, look at that. They went, so, yeah, exactly. I, I, with, I just with like, one exception. The Tom frozen Brady. tundra. All right, yeah. that's why we've been living yeah. by the hashtag no Lambo. I yeah. made the mistake of getting that tattoo. No Lambo, <laughs> just like Frank Sanders did to the head coach. That was a mistake. I got to see if I can get this thing removed right now because that's not trending and tracking well. And for the record, I'd still like the number one seed. It <laughs> still has value even, to it, especially now because you get that buy. Even if you have to go to Lambo. I mean, look. One of the things that stinks about going to Lambo is if you go in the regular season in December. You really don't want to be there. It's just another week in the season. But if you go to Lambeau in the playoffs, it's the playoffs. I mean, you're going to be ready to play. You're still going to bring your best. I don't know. I mean, it still impacts the Packers. I know they play in it all the time, but I, I'm not really that. The Cardinals held their own in Chicago, and I know the Bears aren't as good. But I, that, to me, doesn't bother me. I, I just think the one seed is that much more important than it used to be because it's only one team that gets that by now. For the short turnaround and getting up early to do a patch yeah. pod with Chris Spielman, right. Dave's got good energy. I think we keep him here and we ride this for Let's go. at least another Let's segment. Let's do it, Paul. Okay, and when we come back, we'll see where do the Cardinals stand within the division and within the conference. Wolf and Luke starring Dave Pash here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports. Segment. Hi, this is Evan Collins. You're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Favorite part of the day right here, Zayvon. The Mike Backers is your quarterback, and that's that's Zayvon. That's Zayvon Collins. Oh, he's going to do amazing things. They've got a, a guy with freakish ability. Hit in the backfield and dragged down as a Dallas running back, and there is Zayvon Collins. I mean, he's working hard. Look at that. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Cardinals lose 30-23. to 23. Welcome back to the pack. Cardinals are now tied with the Packers and the Buccaneers for the best record in the NFC. The Rams are only a game out. And the Cowboys as well. That's the voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash. That was the final call last night. Monday night, Cardinals lose 30-23. Paul Calvisi pinch hitting for Luke Lipinski. Wolf is over there as we're taking over the show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports. Now let's see here, Dave. If we're scoring at home, you've called yourself a lot of NFL football, college football, NBA, college basketball, baseball. You've even done the Little League World Series, have you not? Or a little league, long, yeah, long time ago. Okay. I actually yes. did a dog show as well. Yeah, dog, <laughs> dog jumping. Dog yes. jumping. Okay, yes, me and Jimmy Dyke, Stacy Dales was the reporter. <laughs> um, yep, the great and, outdoor games, which is now defunct. Here's where I'm going with this. Have you ever done any horse racing? Because no. you know the classic calls. They turn the final, they make the final turn for the final eighth of a mile, and the horse racing guy goes, and down the stretch they come. We get it, Paul. Well, that's what we're looking at right now in the NFC. Are we not? You've got a five horse race work with me wolf over there you got five teams separated by one game and guess what the arizona cardinals play one of those teams and the dallas cowboys on the road so uh, yeah things are getting tight the tv networks love the drama right here cardinals could have ended it all last night for the most part but no 
back to the pack. As and down the stretch they come! Thank you. At least Maloney's working with me around here. Well, I mean, come on now. Wolf's over there scoffing. And So when you look at what is going on in this NFC West, gentlemen, and here's the Rams' final schedule. They have the Seahawks next at home at the Vikings. Uh, Vikings. I'm not sure what to make of them. At the Ravens, Lamar Jackson or no, we have no idea. And against a resurgent Niners team to finish out the season. Wolf, speaking of horse racing, say something, do something. How do you handicap the NFC West? Honestly, Paulie, I'm just trying to figure out where you're, you're splattering once again, where where this is coming from. Somebody I, jump in just, and make it a conversation. What's it? I mean, honestly, please don't. Don't encourage Paul back there, command and control. Don't do that. Listen, the Arizona Cardinals focus one game at a time. Win out. That's what you got to do right now. Win out. Win the NFC West. That's all you can do. Play the best that you could possibly play. I think right now there are people that are 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 just jumping off the bandwagon for the Arizona Cardinals. And let me just say honestly, right now, I understand. That's fine. I understand that. A lot of people haven't faced a lot of adversity in their lives. They haven't. And I'm not saying you're doing that, Polly. I'm just saying no. if you listen to a I'm lot of people. get up over here if you're oh. looking at me. I mean, what do you mean If you are... listen to a lot of people out there, Paul, please do something about the glare coming off your forehead as well. Um, there's a lot of people that are looking at this as this was some type of horrible loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, listen, am I disappointed in how they played? Am I disappointed they lost this game? Yes. Are they still in the driver's seat of the NFC West? Yes. This isn't last year, Week 16, where they lost to a third-string quarterback with Correct. a playoffs on the line and Thank a third-string running back who ran for a buck eighty-three in Jeff Thank Wilson. You. This that, isn't Week 17 I, loss against John Wolford listen, and the LA Rams. Does it suck, Buttermilk? Yes, it does. Hey, tell it's this to bad. The, tell this to the caller last night who called in and said that Steve Wilkes would have the exact same I, and, record. And, as and this is what I'm talking about <laughs> once again. I, I, I hope that guy wasn't driving like, because he should have been pulled over and take his car Look, keys. I get it. The, it it feels awful. It today. does. It, does. it sucks. It feels awful because not just of the loss, but the way you lost. You got beat up up front. You couldn't run the ball. The turnovers were a killer. But this was going to happen at some point. You were going to go through a rough patch. How do the Cardinals come out of it? Look, I think they're equipped in that locker room to come out of this okay. I think they have the leaders, and I think they have the talent, and I think they have the coaching staff to get them through this rough patch. And all that matters is when you get to the postseason that you're healthy and you're playing well. Because if if you get through this time, we're not going to remember what happened. Just like all the times oh we freak out in the preseason, we never in the regular season <laughs> ever for yourself, talk about David. other than Denny. What happened in the preseason, right? That's the last time and the only time I can remember anybody talking about the preseason and how it impacted the regular season. It was 2006. All right, so a little bit later on this show, Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us. Okay, yeah. And Wolf is going to try and come up with some coherent questions. In the meanwhile, let's hear Cliff Kingsbury after the game just on the state of the NFC. Yeah, it always is. You know, every every uh, game is, is uh, going to be crucial moving forward, and we understand that, and we got some tough ones, so we got to uh, flush this when we have six days for Detroit, and we got to get get ready. That's on the NFC being bunched up. And then, you know, if you're bunged up, okay, about where the Cardinals are right now and the whole standings and everything, uh, guess what? Cliff Kingsbury and uh, his response to, I think it was some uh, snarky joke by someone out there about, geez, maybe you don't 
Want home field advantage, Coach? Uh, as of now, I probably want to lose every game and play on the road every week. So not that important, I don't think. I mean, we just want to improve as a team and make sure if we can make it in that we're playing our best football when we do get in. It wouldn't be a worst-case scenario unless you're going to Lambeau because this team is a decidedly different team on the road. Yes. They just are. 7-0, and dominant in so many ways. Every win by double digits, dominant in the takeaway, turnover ratio. It just, as good as the energy was last night, and it was good, it certainly hasn't been like it's been on the road at times when it's been stellar. Yeah, you know what, Paulie? It's supposed to be hard. Never forget that. It's supposed to be hard. I, I'm going to think like a player inside that locker room. It's the only thing I'm capable of doing is thinking like a player. Is that and your Monty Williams? Inside, everything's on the other side of hard. No, Paulie, I'm not saying that, although you could apply it here, certainly. It's supposed to be hard. You're going to face that adversity. Now you've got to confront it and overcome it. Here's the difference between pro sports and college sports. In, in college sports, if, if there was a game like this and you were a top-five team and you lost, you can sit there and point the finger at yourself for, for the next week till you play another game. But in the NFL, there's an external factor, and it's called great players on the other team. Yep. And I hate the cliche of, oh, tip your cap to the other team. But look, in pro sports, look, Matt Stafford's a dude. Now, he's had some games where he looks bad, yep. but this guy's a dude. And we was, saw it last night. He was night. the dude. I mean – there are times where you're playing against a hot quarterback or a great player like Aaron Donald, and you can do everything. You got him once in L.A. where Aaron Donald was shut down, and it was very likely it was going to happen twice. Well, you know what? Let's hit pause right there because Matthew Stafford, let's get into that. What made him the difference last night, and we'll cover that next. Pash sitting in here, Calvisi pinch hitting for Luke, Wolf and Luke on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports.